stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, hey, folks, good afternoon. Welcome to the Sound of the Program. Rob Breckenridge with you uh, on this Friday afternoon as we head into the weekend, the Thanksgiving long weekend. We got a few things uh, to attend to over the course of this hour, your phone calls included. Uh, Ten days from now is the municipal election. Uh, among the matters we're going to attend to on October 18th, though, not just voting for mayors and city councils, but uh, voting on some provincial issues, and one that's kind of a federal issue. Albertans are going to be asked, quote, should Section 36.2 of the Constitution Act 1982, Parliament and the Government of Canada's commitment to the principle of making equalization payments be removed from the Constitution? Yes or no? Now, this is part of the uh, government's overall agenda to get a fair deal for Alberta. But what does this vote accomplish? What are we trying to get out of this? What does a yes vote mean? And what are the arguments for voting no? Well, our next guest is certainly someone who's been a big part in trying to advance the Alberta agenda, was one of the signatories of that uh, so-called firewall letter 20 years ago that made a case and laid out examples of how Alberta can assert itself to have less Ottawa and more Alberta in certain areas. Uh, but Ken Bosencool feels that Albertans should vote no in this referendum and lays out the reasons why in an op-ed he's uh, co-authored today. He is a uh, J.W. McConnell professor of practice at Max Bell School of Public Policy, McGill University, research fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute. Ken Bosencool, great to have you with us here this afternoon. Welcome to the program. Good to be here, Rob. As we take a step back and look at why this is happening or, or what we expect to come of this, I mean, obviously the government's drawing in a lot of very old and, and I suppose at some level very real grievances. What, what do you make, first of all, just big picture of this this whole thing? You know, Jason Kenney put forward uh, a, a broad strategy of getting more fairness for Albertans. And there's a lot of pieces of that strategy that I support, uh, getting the pension plan, in, you know, getting Alberta out of the Canada pension plan, creating our own pension plan, mm-hmm. getting our own police force, doing, you know, a few other things like that. But when we wrote the original firewall letter, one of the things that we were very careful to do was to put things in there that Alberta could do unilaterally. In other words, things that Alberta could do without asking the other provinces and or the federal government for permission or for them to come to the table in order for us to get something. And this referendum, that's the fundamental difference between a lot of stuff that was in the firewall letter and this referendum, because this referendum doesn't actually accomplish anything by voting yes. It just gets us into a quagmire with the other provinces and the federal government. I think for a lot of people, it's kind of emotional at some level it's kind of that 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 gut impulse or that gut feeling that we just want to thumb our nose or or flip a certain finger at at ottawa or other provinces or how albertan's been treated or even at this particular program itself do you think there's there's a lot of that at play here yeah i mean one of the worst things you can do is enter an emotional argument with some facts but uh or some factual arguments but that's i think what uh, dr wesley and i have tried to do here which is to say we recognize that there's some frustration, but just venting that frustration isn't going to solve that frustration. You know, like, for example, the, the Canada Pension Plan currently, Alberta sends about $2 billion out of the province to pay for pensions in the rest of the country. Yeah. We could keep that money at home if we got out of the Canada Pension Plan and created our own. Instead, we're going into a constitutional, we're proposing or we're hoping, or I don't even know if we're going to get there, but this referendum question suggests we're going to get into some constitutional or fiscal negotiations with Ottawa 
And who's there right now? Well, a guy named Justin Trudeau. Right. Uh, like, do we really think that's going to get us where we want to go? As we point out in the piece, Alberta's made some, not enough, but some progress in the last 15 years. And how did they do that? Well, a guy named Stephen Harper was in Ottawa. A guy named Stephen Harper fixed a lot of the transfers. And a guy named Stephen Harper made equalization better than it was before. And so I don't deny that there's grievances here. I don't deny that there's challenges here. I just deny that this is the correct way of going about it. And worse, I'm worried that we may end up on the wrong end of the stick if we actually start down this road. You know, and it raises it to me what, what I think is an interesting point here, because just recently we had support from, from pretty much all the provinces when it came to addressing the fiscal stabilization program. We got some right. changes, maybe not all the change we want. I think it was an example of, A, how we can get support from other provinces, and, and B, just the fact that this doesn't need to be a constitutional issue. We don't need to drag the Constitution into this. So in terms of making it complicated, in terms of maybe alienating other provinces here, is that part of your concern, part of your argument for a no vote? Yeah, I mean, populism has a lot of definitions, but uh, one of my definitions of populism is 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 uh, making people... Uh, confirming or making people more angry by giving them something to be angry about, but not actually having any solutions at the end of the day. And I just feel like this referendum is just an exercise in stoking anger without actually knowing or having any certainty of what what the end game is. And like I said, many other things in the firewall agenda or even even the Fairness Alberta agenda from Jason Kenney, there are other elements in there that would have a certain outcome because we can control the outcome. So why are we doing this first, especially, as I say, when the, when the timing seems exactly wrong for us to be going down this road? Now, equalization as a program has its flaws and it could probably be improved in, in certain ways. I, I think maybe it's misunderstood, though, to some extent here in Alberta. Maybe there's a concern. I'm curious what you make of these arguments that if we vote no, is that going to be seen as an endorsement of the status quo? Does it make it less likely that we'll ever see changes to this program? What what about that side of it? Yeah, I mean, until today, uh, my position was Albert Jason Kenney should drop the referendum altogether. But I think that the possibility that if we get a yes vote, that we end up worse in the future than we are today means that we have to vote no. And so it's not a matter of, of uh, I think it's how it's interpreted. I don't think it's a great secret that Jason Kenney is not as popular today as he once was. And so I, I think that a vote no uh, prevents us from getting into a bad road. Um, and we'll have to take the consequences of a no vote that you say may be there. But I think those are a lot less bad, if I can put it that way, than voting yes and ending up worse off than we are today. Well, I know there are some who are advocating for a yes vote who do feel that, you know, Kenny's unpopularity might might tip this toward no, that maybe this is becoming more of a referendum on Jason Kenny than, than on equalization. Did you see that as, as kind of overshadowing a lot of these issues? <laughs> it's, there's two ways for me to answer that question. One is to say, I hope so, because I really want a no vote. Right. Um, the other is to say, you know, these are the realities. I wrote a piece a little while ago, and, uh, you know, Christy Clark faced a referendum when she first became leader. And my view at the time was, and I was advising Christy Clark on some of this stuff, my view at the time was that, you know, voters in B.C. were angry at the previous premier, Gordon Campbell, for the HST-GST stuff. And having a referendum on that would allow them to express that anger and give Christy Clark a greater chance of winning the next referendum. So I think there is something to this idea that people will, you know, if people are mad and you give them a vote, 
they're going to express that anger and not necessarily on the question you're giving them. So I think there's some validity to that. I think we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's certainly a risk, uh, risk for him right now. Well, and I mean, you know, further to that, look, I, I, I do think that, you know, no vote could weaken Jason Kenney even further. That could have some other implications for other parts of his agenda. I mean, even if we weren't having this this referendum, those are still realities. So we look at where we'd like to see Alberta make progress uh, on, on a pension plan, on, you know, establishing a provincial police force, looking at uh, improving other programs. Does having a, a weak or a weakened premier make it more difficult to do these things? Well, I don't know how to answer that other than to say it's hard to imagine his popularity getting much lower than it is now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 there are things that Kenny has done in the last number of years that I'm a big supporter of, some of his fiscal moves and some of the other parts of the fairness agenda. But I think he has, in, again, in my view, stumbled on the, on the COVID response. And I think he's made a tactical, if not a strategic error in this referendum. And uh, if those things result in him being less popular, then I would just say those are consequences of the choices and decisions that he made. And that's the world he lives in, and he has to manage through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has committed to a leadership review at some point in the next 12 months, uh, April, I believe, next year. And, uh, you know, I, so, so I, there is going to come a reckoning for Jason Kenney. And uh, whether this referendum result plays into that, we shall, as they say, see. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, part of it is look, there, there are forces in Alberta that are a lot more hawkish than him on all of this, uh, who, who want to push even further. We saw this this free Alberta strategy uh, published recently. I mean, you know, the, the issue of autonomy and it's one that you speak to in, in this op ed piece. I think there are ways in which more autonomy can be good for Alberta. I think at the same time, I mean, if you know, B.C. had more autonomy, for example, maybe they could have blocked the Trans Mountain Pipeline. So provincial autonomy can work against Alberta in some ways. Where, where do you see the benefits of autonomy, or, or what does it mean to you? Well, first of all, uh, if these forces were uh, massive forces, then the combination of the People's Party and the Maverick Party would have got more than 7% in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Now, 7% is not nothing, but it's not it's not a it's not a huge force to be reckoned with. If Jason has Kenny has a choice to preserve his leadership by going after seven percent or going after ninety three percent, it doesn't seem to me that's a very tough choice to make. Um, and so I, I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to poo poo all of this stuff, but I do think that it, it, these are fringe movements. And if Jason uh, wants to move forward on an agenda that gets more for all Alberta, then he would focus more on repatriating some of those Canada pension plan premiums on figuring out how to get post-pandemic, get the economy back on track, uh, talking about how to make sure our carbon pricing thing makes up, makes both Alberta oil and the future other products the best that they can be for Alberta. So there's all kinds of things you can do. And uh, of the 100 things that he could do, uh, the referendum would be 101. All right. Well, it's uh, happening in 10 days. Uh, here's a case uh, from Ken Boston Cole for a no vote. Ken, appreciate your insight uh, on all of this. And uh, thanks for making some time for us here this afternoon. Of course, Rob. Cheers. Okay, there you go. Kim Bolson Cool, uh, research fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute, uh, J.W. McConnell, professor of practice at the Max Bell School of po- Public Policy, McGill University, but uh, based here in Alberta. And as mentioned, uh, one of the signatories of that firewall letter 20 years ago that you know really set a lot of the tone for the conversations around Alberta agenda, Alberta autonomy, more Alberta, less Ottawa, etc. So, you know, Ken's still very much in favor of a lot of that. 
you know, made a compelling case for the uh, idea of an Alberta pension plan. You know, I think the Alberta Provincial Police Force is, is something the government's looking seriously at. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this referendum. Uh, in terms of what we wanted to accomplish, what we think it'll accomplish, there's a lot of different answers out there. You know, to some it's symbolic. To others, it's, it's about pressing the government to negotiate but on other issues. And to some, it is all about equalization. What does a yes vote mean? What does a no vote mean? And which way is this going to go? I mean, Albertans aren't big fans of equalization. At the moment, Albertans don't seem to be big fans of Jason Kenney, though. So there may be other reasons why people are voting no. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Uh, your thoughts, you can reach us in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. In Calgary, 403-974-8255. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.